Hello and welcome to Living Abroadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. I'm Eric. And that little bit of silence I just gave you all is normally where uh, Mikey inserts his dulcet tones, introduces himself. We shoot the shit for a little bit off the top, um, but unfortunately, Mikey um, is AWOL this week. He he uh, just got caught on the disc golf course or something, got lost uh, after the seventh hole and uh, couldn't make his way to the Mount Pleasant studio where we are here this evening. Um, so... I'm actually uh, just talking into an empty room right now, listeners. I'm not joined by a guest in person, but I do have um, the awesome Laura joining me all the way from Toronto tonight remotely. Hey, Laura. Hello, hello. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing good. It's uh, it's a gorgeous night in Vancouver. Um, can't complain. Um, happy, happy that you could join us this evening. Uh, I keep saying oh. us. I should, uh, <laughs> well, it is. It's in the single tense. Right. So that's totally. Yeah. Up. Yeah, it is. It, it is yeah. me and the cat. I can't remember if we talked yeah. about the cat last week, but, uh, Sabine and I are fostering, um, this little cat called Skittle. She came with the name. Um, and, uh, she is becoming, I think more annoying as we've continued fostering her in a very endearing way. She's lovely, but I feel like that's just what happens when you like foster an animal or just take on a responsibility. I feel like that must be the same <laughs> as like animals, babies, you know, like it must be the same process. I think she's more annoying as you kind of get to know them. <laughs> definitely. I think she's getting more comfortable too. Um, she's also doubled in Maybe size. She's trying to like push the boundaries with you, you know? Definitely really testing what she can up. get away with now. Yeah. But she's good. She Might is. end up with her permanently. I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah, I kind of feel I've only heard about her a couple of times, but I'm getting the impression you're going to keep her. Yeah. Yeah, she's getting pretty well acquainted here. So who knows? Who yeah. knows? But um, yeah, like I said, thank you for thank you for doing this tonight. Um, you're obviously no calling worries. all the way from uh, Toronto which is uh, which is really cool. I think it's uh, the first guest we've ever had. Well, call in from Toronto. We've done lots of remote episodes at this point, but um, yeah, we always kind of start with. Um, we usually talk about how we know each other. Um, we work together. Yeah, super exciting. Yeah, <laughs> we do indeed. Just taking over the world, basically at work. Yep. That's yep. the boring stuff. I mean, what's well, not boring, it's great. And we obviously adore it and we love it. And mm-hmm. we feel very lucky. Definitely. That we've continued working through all of this. But we have continued working. We have continued working. We haven't met in person yet. Yeah, which is so weird because <laughs> I feel like I have met you in person because I've seen your face so many times on Zoom. We talked several times a week. Just before this, I feel like you were in my house, but apparently you weren't at the party. No, I but wasn't. For some reason, I thought you were in my house last year. No. But you weren't because I didn't know you. So uh, there you go. Yeah. No, wouldn't have known each other yet. Um, yeah, I, I still haven't been to the province of Ontario. Yeah, you, you need to sort that out. But then I feel I can't say anything because I've not been over that way either. No, and so and, and that I can't, was can't you. And that's the other funny thing. Um, so neither of us have been to the city that each other are calling from. Yeah, how exotic of us, you know? We're just really like crossing over the boundaries there. 
I know. I really want to get over to Vancouver. I'm desperate to come over, see it, and, and all like go all over. But COVID, man. And same for Toronto. It was literally the day before I was supposed to fly out. I talked about going to Toronto on this show, um, and like I was really excited for the trip. We were going to hang out with Drake. We were going to sit on the edge of the CN Tower or whatever else you guys do in yeah. Toronto. And um, that's pretty the much next, all we did. You got the it next, on. Yeah, the next day, everything start, started shutting down and still haven't made it over there yet. Still haven't made it to the home base of our job. It, but Yeah, it's a shame because you had your flight booked, right? Oh, everything. Like, it, it was literally the day were, before. It was like days before. The yeah. day before we were supposed to fly out and we... Ended up canceling not, everything. Not meant to be, Eric. Not meant to be. Not but meant I to feel be. like it's just, you know, it's going to be a big build up when we finally meet in person. It's going to be worth the wait. I think so. I think <laughs> so. And I can't wait for you to come <laughs> to Vancouver either. I know. I'm so excited. It's funny because, as you may have guessed, uh, I'm from England. Um, and when you think of Canada, like back home, it's like, and maybe this is not a good thing for anyone that's from any other place in Canada, but it's like Vancouver and Toronto, kind of like the two big cities. It's like, are you going to go to Vancouver or are you going to go to Toronto? I'm like, okay, I've done Toronto, but I need to go and see Vancouver as well as many other places. But Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think Montreal might be mad at us for, uh, for that one, but. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's true. But that's only like the impression from, yeah. you know, when you're back there. For some reason, those are the two cities that get thrown around a lot. Um, but I've been to Montreal and it's amazing. They, so, uh, yeah, they definitely have, um, they definitely like, yeah, I think you're right. Toronto and Vancouver definitely have the more international reputation. They're, they're kind of pretty, yeah, world famous cities at this point. Um, Vancouver maybe is... Maybe they're just really good at like marketing themselves. Or maybe a lot of people from Toronto and Vancouver leave and go to other places. So then like everyone is aware of those cities. Like I, everyone knows someone that's from Toronto or Vancouver. I think so. I think so. And Vancouver and Toronto as well has been a very global city for a long time. So um, yeah, I guess, I guess word spreads. Um, you do have the distinction of being our first guest as well who hasn't been to Vancouver. I mean, um, well, there you go. yeah, we, uh, we really like to, uh, pump Vancouver's tires on this show and, uh, give it a lot well, of compliments. This is good, you, but you can say whatever you want and I'll completely agree with it. Good. You're like, yeah, so true. It's yeah, funny. We've, we've, we've been told that by, uh, listeners too, who we, we've got a listener in Germany shouts out Irene, who's never been here either. And she's like, Oh, you guys make Vancouver sound so great. I'm like, Oh God, I hope you're not going to be disappointed when you get here. Irene, it's, it's amazing. I can tell you right now. It's great. I've never been, but I've heard it's amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. You're doing a good job, man. You've got to keep spreading the word. Okay. Cool okay, will do. I've never heard anyone that's been to Vancouver and been like, oh, no, it wasn't a fan. Like, everyone loves it, right? Yeah. You must be doing something right, unless you're, like, paying people when they land or when they leave. <laughs> which you, I guess maybe you could also be doing. I, I guess so. I mean, I, I've I've never seen that transaction take place at the airport, so we must be doing something right here. I feel oh. like... And I don't want to throw shade at a city I've never been to, but I feel like Toronto doesn't. But you, carry, but you gonna. <laughs> I feel like Toronto doesn't carry that sterling of a reputation. Like I, I don't hear Toronto put on quite the pedestal 
but maybe I'm just not listening to the right people. It honestly seems like such a cool city and I want to visit. It's on my top priority of cities to visit, but a cool city I think maybe the difference is and this is speaking from not coming to Vancouver so again Mm -hmm. it's just completely unfounded opinion based on nothing but like Vancouver obviously is you can land and it's just incredible to look at right like the scenery and and everything that you have there is so beautiful Mm -hmm. whereas Toronto is a little bit different like it's I guess it's a bit more grimier there's no like rolling mountains in the distance and things like that so I think like even for me Toronto when I came here I first came just for like five days for a visit yeah and I was a bit like "Mm, I don't know if I'm convinced like it's just a big city you know is it like what what's the vibe about but then from living here I feel like it's the kind of place that you like fall in love with spending a lot of time here because I think some of the little places like the little streets or like the little areas you have to kind of be here for a bit and sort of wander around and find them so, I mean, as I said, never been to Vancouver, but I kind of feel like Vancouver, you just walk around and be blown away by, like, everything. Whereas Toronto, I think, takes a bit of time to, like, find the cool bit. But it's a really cool city. I mean, Vancouver, you can catch it when it's not raining and be just blown away. It's um, a pretty beautiful city to look at. Yeah. I don't think walking anywhere, you're going to get sure. that get that impression. I mean... It's it's a gorgeous city with tons to offer. We also have a massive, you know, suburban area like anywhere else that you're not going to, you know, be be beyond impressed by. Um, but you walk around downtown Vancouver on a nice day, and I'd say it's uh, one of the more beautiful places I've been, and I've been here for five years. So, for sure. Well, what we got to do, you have to come here, yeah. I will come over there, and then we can both evaluate. Okay. Right? Yeah, can actually well, give some kind of valued opinion on this. Just we all actually have been in both places. Yeah, do our jobs remotely for a week, so we do do a complete swap, and uh, sure. you can come hang out with Sabine. I'll I'll hang out with Lee for a week, and then uh, we can just do the whole life we swap could, thing. We could totally do a partner swap. That is like <laughs> Lee would be a really good wife as well to you. Honestly, yeah. he would look after you. Yeah, I'd get some meals on the go. Okay, put you out. Yeah, we should get this going. Sweet. Sure. Yeah, no, Sabine would. Uh, Sabine's incredibly hospitable. I think um, she would be a great stepmom. I'm not sure. If, as well. I'm not sure how much she'd like having you around versus just not having me around. You know, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. For um, sure. No, it'd be good. I get that. <laughs> it'd be good. Let's make it happen sometime. Um, what? Yeah. What is like? You know, you hop off the plane from. Toronto you you drop your bag off with Sabine um at our apartment you know you get settled what's like the first Vancouver thing you want to do that's so hard to say because I've not been there I honestly like the thing I love doing like when I get anywhere is just wondering so like I'd probably head into I guess it's like the downtown area. You're probably gonna say that's the worst place ever. Don't go there. I don't know, but like some kind of central where you can just wander around. Like I can happily walk for like hours and hours and hours and just be a place. That's literally like my favorite thing to do. But like, what would you recommend? What would be the first thing? So 
I mean, from where I live, I'm lucky enough to live not too far from the downtown area. And I wouldn't say that it's a boring place to go. Downtown is gorgeous. And that's mainly because like the downtown area of Vancouver is almost an island. And so it's just surrounded by water. So you get these like gorgeous glass buildings everywhere surrounded by water and then every neighborhood of downtown and you can walk from one side of the city to the other in only maybe just over half hour. Um, but each of the little neighborhoods has a ton of different personality and Gastown, you know, is kind of more historic neighborhood, a lot of old buildings, um, Yale town, Yale town's a little full of itself, but, um, you know, it's, it's nice patios and whatnot. Um, and then you kind of walk through like along the water and there's a gorgeous seawall that goes along the entirety of downtown and you can walk right into Stanley park, which is a massive, you know, urban forest. It's incredible. So, you know, there's a lot to do like with that first day. I mean, if you're just down to walk, but I think even just being down by the water as well, like, would mm-hmm. be awesome. Like, obviously, we have the water here. Like, we've got the lake. But I feel like it's quite a different experience over there than yeah. the lake that we're by here. So, yeah, for sure. Lake Take Ontario, right? Around. That's right. Okay. Honestly, when I moved here, I was not buying that it was a lake. I'm like, no way is this a lake. I'm not buying it. Obviously, it is. Look on Google Maps, guess, confirm. I was aware that it was, but to me, it completely looks like, have you seen the Truman Show? Yes. You know, like when he goes out in the boat and then he hits the wall and climbs up the stairs? Yeah. Like I'm convinced that's literally what's halfway out in the lake. (laughs) It looks like that so badly. And it's like, I'm not buying that you can just cross it and be in the States. Like you're going to hit a wall. That's really funny. And um, it, it, with the water around Vancouver, most people think it's a lake who are visiting because it's also right. narrow. It's we don't really like we're not really on the open ocean. Like you can't really look out into the mm-hmm. ocean anywhere in Vancouver and um, not see the other side of the water. And that's because it's all like inlets and straits and stuff like that and bays. And then Vancouver Island is right off the coast that you can see on nice days. Not, so where do you surf? Because a lot of people surf in Vancouver. Oh, right? surfing's, like, made up. surfing's like eight hours away. Oh, I totally thought that was like something that you could do downtown. No. Not like obviously downtown, but like I thought within like 20 minutes or something, you could get to some water where you could do that. No, no, you can't surf. Um, it's all too enclosed. You have to go to Vancouver Island, okay. which takes an hour and a half ferry, and then you have to drive about four hours to the other side of the island, plus waiting for the ferry and driving out there and everything. It's uh, quite an ordeal. But Oh, interesting. Well, it's a good job I can't surf, so I'll be fine. There you go. But in my head, everyone in Vancouver is like, that's totally a pastime that you can do after work. Every, you think How everyone's a not? surfer? Oh Not man! Like everyone, but for some reason, I'm like, yeah, people surf in Vancouver. <laughs> Maybe it's just people just seem cool. They seem like that's something that they would do. That kind of vibe, you know. Lots of people do surf trips to Tofino, which is where you go surfing. Nice, but yeah. Okay, well, we'll throw that into day two of my trip. All right, surfing Tofino. Yeah, it's a great spot. I'm having yeah, a hard I time thinking a lot about Tofino. What my day one in Toronto would be? I get settled with Lee. I'm not sure what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, 
yeah, he'd probably just tuck you in on the couch, put a good Netflix documentary in, yeah. and you could just stare at the CN Tower out the window. And that's pretty much... You could see the CN done. Tower from your house? Yeah, we can. You can see it from most places, I think. Kind of quite that's there. Awesome. Quite I, in your face. I mean, but, I, know, I know it's like the most boring tourist answer to say... Um, like, oh, I'd go to the CN Tower, you know, wave to Drake sitting on the edge of it. But um, he, like, I don't know. It's, it's pretty cool. I don't, I'm not sure if I'd even go up it, but pretty astonishing building. You know building. what? Okay. So, yeah. And I'm the same. Like, okay, it's not like the prettiest building. Like, sometimes I look at it, I'm like, it's a lot of concrete. But it is worth going up it. Like, I, I, when I first moved here, I mm-hmm. lived really close by. I lived, like, right near the Scotiabank Arena, which is really close to it. And I put off, like, going, like, up it for, like, ages. And then just one, I must have been off work one random day. And I was like, okay, it's probably not going to be, like, too busy. And it actually is pretty cool because the view is amazing. And, like, you can't see that from anywhere else. So yeah, I would definitely advise going up. I would love to do the walk. You can, like, walk the edge. Well, um, but I'm not going around to that yet. I okay. think it's quite expensive as well. So we'll see how that goes. Cool. But so, as for waving to Drake, like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not, sure I'm not into Drake, but thing. you know, he's got that album cover. He's sitting on the edge of it. Right. So I figure he's hangs out yeah, up there a sure. lot. Um, like first day in Toronto though, I, I'd take in the CN tower in some capacity, whether it's, you know, going up it or just observing it from afar. Um, but then I'd love to go check out some Caribbean food. I've heard there's amazing Caribbean food in Toronto. That is. There's loads of awesome places, actually. We live really close to a place called Chubby's, which does awesome food. Um, but there is a lot. Of, do you know what? There's just so many amazing restaurants in Toronto. That's something that I love about it. There's so many restaurants, so many bars, like anything that you're craving, you can get like anywhere and a lot of like the little like areas i guess there's like the greek town obviously yeah. <laughs> you get all <laughs> greek food there but there's lots of like different different parts right where you'll find like awesome awesome food but another thing that you need to do as well when you come here is go to the island the island which i'm sure someone's told you to do that have they maybe not is it toronto island Toronto Island, yeah. So uh, okay. you, you get on a ferry, yeah. not an hour and a half, like you'd be getting to go surfing. Yeah. But it literally takes like 20 minutes. And then it's just like, I, I mean, is it a collection of islands? Maybe it's even one. Uh, but I know there's like different points that you can get off the ferry. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's crazy because you just feel like you're completely out of the city. So you go from being really downtown, all the high-rise buildings, and then within like 20 minutes on a boat, you're just in basically like a massive park. Cool. So it's, it's so nice. And there's some cool like beaches and spots on there. There's also a great nudist beach if, you, if you're that way inclined. Oh, sweet. That could be a good first day in Toronto, you know, really get to know the locals and stuff. Definitely. Definitely. We've got a famous yeah. nude beach in Vancouver as well at the university. Nice. Yeah, right. Well, I was surprised because I feel compared to Europe, and this is completely like, <laughs> again, just blanket statement, but I feel like in terms of nudist and, and say, sunbathing topless and things like that, I find North America slightly more reserved compared to Europe. So then 
I found myself one day on this beach on the island and I was like, oh, no, I'm completely wrong. Everyone is hanging out with, with it all out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think pretty much any major city, you're going to find something, you know, equivalent to that, nude beaches and stuff, because there's definitely a a desire to have a space for that. But I think in general, like, but you have to go to a space, you have to kind of seek it out rather than, you know, any beach people are cool, like sunbathing topless or whatever. Yeah, We're a little more conservative at just general beaches. Yeah. You guys have manners. So yeah, good. but you can find it if you need to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm coming across as a bit of a weirdo, like I just turn ah. out places where I can be really naked. You know, well, that isn't true, but I'm just saying it's, it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth yeah, yeah. Out. My friend, my friend worked at uh, the bike shop on Toronto Island for for a summer, and oh, cool. he said was um, it was really annoying because people would take bikes out for the afternoon or whatever, and then they would be closing up and he had to get on his bike and like track these people down on the Island because they, they were closing and they hadn't brought their bikes back yet. And sometimes they'd like be on the nude beach and he'd like see one of their bikes and have to go over to these people and be like, put your pants on and bring your bike back. Yeah. And also are you allowed to hire a bike, but then take your pants off? Like, fair enough if it's your own, like, put your bit on on your bike, that's all good. I don't know. I hadn't but thought I about that. You've you really put me off hiring a bike on the island because you just don't know, like, whose balls have been on the seat, right? <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. But that would have been a fun job, though. Although not, it would have been a fun <laughs> job working there, but tracking people down across the island, like, it's not a any place like it's not the biggest place but i mm-hmm. assume that would actually take a bit of work to find people like it could be anywhere yeah yeah that okay. yeah shouts out sebastian he listens to this so he'll appreciate oh, sebastian, it we'll have to have a chat okay the nudist yeah bike riders yeah yeah maybe he yeah. maybe he took a bike away from you sometime in the past yeah <laughs> just don't show him my picture he'll be like oh yeah yeah He's one of the regulars. Always <laughs> takes a bike, strips off, never comes back. Nope. That's the one. All right. <laughs> well, we've we've talked a lot about Toronto and uh, Vancouver now, um, but mm-hmm. it is the podcast about uh, where people are from. So you live in Toronto now, but um, like you said, you obviously are from somewhere else. And where is that? That place is Manchester in England. Manchester. It just sounds so unexotic. Yeah, Manchester, up north in England. I don't know. Have you been over to the UK? How have we never had this discussion before? I haven't been to the UK. (laughs) I was uh, in Europe for the first time this past fall. Okay, nice. Where were you? Didn't make it over to... uh, I went to um, uh, France and Germany... Poland and Norway and Spain mainly. Nice. Yeah. But nice. yeah. What, um, what was growing up in Manchester? Like growing up in Manchester is, was fun. Like I, I absolutely love Manchester. Like I've been over here about two and a half years now, but mm-hmm. like Manchester will always be home. I think just because 
just like what you know and like what you've grown up with. But mm-hmm. it's a really cool city, like super multicultural, like lots of people from all different places. The music scene is obviously awesome. Probably a couple of bands come out there that may have crossed the waters and made it over here as well. Definitely. Um, but, but yeah, it's just a, it's a cool city. Like I live not right in the city center, but like a little bit out, I guess, as you guys would call the birth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a good old time. It was good fun. Cool. I would definitely recommend visiting Manchester because everyone, when they go to England, right, hits up London, obviously, which mm-hmm. definitely is amazing. Um, but the North and South, like definitely different vibes. They say that we're friendlier up north. Of course, I'm going to say that because I'm from up north. But I agree with them. If, yeah, well, there you go. If you're going to go to England, I would definitely, definitely take a trip up north. Yeah. No, Manchester's always kind of been the city. If I was to go hang out in the UK, um, I've met more people from the north and I guess the middle yeah. of England. Yeah. I've, yeah, I got a few friends from um, Birmingham. And... Um, a few friends from York and I know of someone from Sheffield. Yeah. Those are all in the North, right? Oh, I'm not, cool. I'm not speaking out of turn. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Like Birmingham's like Midlands. So yeah. yeah like kind of middle and then you go and then you go up North. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Good, good. And are they all people that are now in Vancouver? Um, not all of them. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jack who we've had on the show is from Birmingham and then moved to Sheffield for a few years. Um, I also did yeah. something similar. A couple of friends, Tom and Bridget, <laughs> have actually moved back. Yeah. Um, just random friends who I've met, you know, in different different places, in different parts nice. of England. Maybe, maybe you've met more Northerners because we all leave. So maybe that's not a great yeah. reflection and on I, the North. But like, well, let's go back. But that's okay. Like leaving um, is always a, kind of a question I ask too, where it's like, you said that Manchester is really multicultural and stuff. So were you meeting a lot of people who are, you know, living in other parts of the world in Manchester or from other parts of the world? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, I feel like it's a massive hub of people. Mm-hmm. I think also, and this might be completely wrong, but they, there's two universities there and they like merged basically into one u- university, which made them like the biggest, in I want to say Europe, but I might be so safe and say the UK. Yeah, but for some reason I feel like it made them basically. But basically, there's a huge student population, so like that in itself, people are coming from all different parts of the world, and then yeah. a lot of them end up staying. Right, so that kind of always adds to sort of a complete kind of mix of people that that are living there. For um, sure. So yeah. And did you travel of- around Europe a lot when you were growing up? Yeah, so when, like, when we were younger, like, the go-to place was probably France, mm-hmm. um, and we obviously have the Channel Tunnel that you can drive your car on, it's like an underwater tunnel, basically, trains that takes you through to France. Yeah. Um, so a lot of, like, France and Spain, the, the thing that I do miss about being back home is how cheap travel is, um, and I'm saying that, obviously, pre-pandemic, because may not be the may not be the truth anymore but mm-hmm. you can fly like so cheaply around between different places in europe that was the um, best part about being over like, there yeah and then like, 
I find it sometimes I find it a bit difficult here to travel around because it is quite expensive. Like even internal flights can be like you can definitely grab some good deals and get sales, but compared to like back home, we have like the Ryanair that easy gets where it's like yeah. 10, 10 pound flights, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I've I've flew so, from yeah. Poland to Spain for like forty dollars. It was great. Yeah, exactly. You can't go wrong. No. I mean, it might not be like the most beautiful airline experience you've ever had, but you get where you need to go. So, exactly. No one of one of the biggest gripes I've had about Canada as a whole on this show is how prohibitively expensive they make it to fly within your own country. Yeah, and you know that is even one of the reasons why I've not been back to Vancouver, not been back, sure. not been to Vancouver yet because when I look sometimes it's almost the same price to fly back to the UK. Yeah. And I'm like, and it makes sense because if you actually look at the distance and the time it takes, I get it. But I'm kind of like, come on, like you should be promoting a lot of travel like within the country, right? Let's make it a bit more affordable. Definitely. Definitely. So with traveling oh, yeah. around, um, just kind of around like Spain and France and Western Europe and stuff. Um, was, was the idea kind of implanted fairly early then that you would eventually want to live somewhere else? Yeah, I think so. Like I've always really enjoyed like traveling and visiting new places. And I think maybe not so my mom, but like, I know that my dad like had a times where he was working in a few different places and and I think it kind of all sort of feeds into it and then just as I finished like high school I like went off and kind of traveled around a couple of countries and I think that really sparked it and I think Mm -hmm. since then I've found it hard to settle in one place so I'm quite impressed that I'm still in Toronto after two and a half years that's awesome. Because I feel like sometimes you get the taste of it and you're like, oh, I want to go somewhere new now. Yeah. I like the feeling of being somewhere completely new. Like, I really enjoy that feeling. That's awesome. So where where were the first places you traveled to then? So when I left uh, school, and so I flew to New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, which is like one of the most beautiful countries I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then I did it. I went from there to Fiji, um, Australia, and Thailand. So kind of like, I guess, a similar route to like a lot of people. It's well trampled, I guess, just after school. Um, but yeah, absolutely loved it. Had I think I was out there for about six months. Obviously, ran out of money, and then went home. That's as amazing. The story normally goes. Did you uh, Did you go on your own? I loved it. Uh, I went. I went with one of my friends actually, um, and we did New Zealand and Fiji and Oz together. And then the first bit of traveling that I did on my own was in Thailand, um, and I loved that. Like I didn't expect that I would like it. I was definitely hugely nervous. I was like 19 as well, so I was very much like, "Am I gonna die? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing." Um, but loved it it's like, it really pushes you out of your comfort zone. It sounds very cliche, doesn't it? Oh, I went away. and But it does push you out of your comfort zone because you're on your own. So you just have to like work it out and speak to people. Yeah. Which sometimes is like the scariest thing ever. Speaking to strangers. My goodness. Why would anyone ever do that? Thailand was the first place <laughs> I traveled alone as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. When were you there? When were you there? It, were you there? 
I I don't think so. Um, oh, it wasn't that long ago. I I didn't travel on my own until I was twenty four or twenty five. Um, but I I went I flew into Bangkok. Um, and I was in Thailand for only like four or five days. And then I went, I started out doing like an equivalent to like a Kentucky that took me for 10 days through like Cambodia and, um, into the South of Vietnam. And then I met a couple people that we ended up just like going up the coast of Vietnam together and into Laos and back into Thailand. So I didn't see much of Thailand more so other places in Southeast Asia, but, um, that's cool. Where, where did you go in Thailand? Um, so yeah, I did the same thing, landed in Bangkok, um, and then was in Chiang Mai, went out to some of the islands as well. Um, like, it's like, you're challenging me now. This is when I was 19, but yeah. obviously it was like, so P- Piti, yeah. uh, Phuket. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, but, I just loved it. I loved it. Like the country is obviously incredible, but Mm -hmm. I think it's just, it is fun traveling on your own. Like, because I think you just do, you can do whatever you want every day. Absolutely. And that's not saying that when I'm with people, I hate them, but it's quite cool to wake up and be like, I can do whatever I want today. It's a completely different experience. I mean, you Mm. can, you can be in the same place. You know, and even you could even do like the same itinerary for the day. But if you're on your own and like, I, I, I feel like it's it's just its own brand of, you know, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily better or worse, but it's definitely way different. No, for sure. I agree. I think it's, I feel like you're almost, you're more engaged with like the external, what's going on, because mm-hmm. it's very easy when you're with like friends or someone you know, like very well. You know, you're kind of, you're, you're sat, you're chatting, but like, you're kind of still within like, your, I guess, kind of like safety unit. Mm-hmm. And then when you're on your own, like even like things, you know, like eating on your own and just doing anything on your own, like things that sometimes you grow up and it's like, oh no, like you always do that with friends or with family. And then you're like, oh no, you can totally go for a meal on your own. And it's, it's great. To be fair, I do that on my own at home all the time too, but you know. Well, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) But it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. And so you came back. um, So were you doing that trip like right after high school kind of, was that like a gap year kind of a trip? Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of just after high school. Um, And then when I was in Thailand, I ran out of money and then I ended up back in a place that I don't want to say out loud that I ended up back in because people that know where it is, I'll be like, ew. But basically, um, there's, in Greece, there's like places that are like, I guess, I'm sure they have similar here, but kind of like the party towns. But when you're like 17, 18, it's where like all English tourists end up and they go and they drink too much and they're just horrible people, basically. Um, so in Corfu, an island there, there's a place called Tabor, which you've probably never heard of it, but it's kind of like... I haven't, but I've heard of those types of places. Yeah. Well, it's one of those kind of places. And obviously, like Greece, Corfu is beautiful. And even Tabor is beautiful in terms of the actual country, but it's very much kind of, you know, people go there to party 
drink mm-hmm. too much, do things that they wouldn't do in front of their parents type thing. So I went from Thailand to there and was working for about eight weeks there just to kind of avoid going back home. Yeah. But still wanting to be like, yeah. What were you doing for work away, in a town like that? Away, I, I was literally just working in in a bar. Okay. So yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too interesting, but... It was so much fun, like, working there because it's like, it's just like, you know, a load of crowd of people that are all there for the same kind of eight weeks, Yeah, very little responsibilities and just, yeah, you're, you're 19, so you're just chilling, I guess. Not for too sure. much to think about. Cool. So, yeah, um, so I was there for a little bit and then, yeah, went back to the UK and went, went, to, went to school. Went to school. Nice. Were you going to school in yeah. Manchester at that big university? No. So I actually went to school in a place called Loughborough, which you probably never heard of either. Uh, but that's kind of like not too far from Birmingham, Midlandsy way, really. We're more Nottingham. Um, but it's like a smaller town, I guess. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So went cool. to university. It actually got quite a vibe of what I imagine like an American university is similar to. It was like a very campus space. Cool. Which is different for some unis in England. So yeah. Yeah. And um, so did you just do your, your four kind of straight years there or did you take any breaks within that? Do any traveling? We, we get away with three. Oh. That's not so good. We only have to do three years. Yeah. Sweet. I didn't realize this until I, I was over here. And then I was like, oh, you guys do four years. That is full commitment. I don't yeah. know if I could, could have survived in a year at school. Four years <laughs> here, yeah. I, t- I didn't do it either. I, I didn't do the full four years. Oh, but, yeah? No. You, you, you're at school. Were you at school in Vancouver? Yeah. Yeah, I went oh, to school nice. in Burnaby, one city over. But, oh, cool. uh, yeah, I, I don't have a degree just uh do you need do you need one obviously no. anyone that's listening that is studying for a degree like yeah do it do what you <laughs> want to do i feel like we're in a yeah i don't think it doesn't mean loads anymore like obviously there's certain professions where you got to get it down right and i think it's cool to be experienced but i feel like we're shifting away a little bit from like thinking that everyone has to go down that path so i think it's a bit dated for sure but, you know, sure. if, if, if a degree is what you want to do, do it. But I think exactly. the, rele- the relevance of having one is, um, you know, becoming less and less. Changing. Yeah. yeah. For sure. You did your schooling. For sure. And then did you get sick of the UK once that was done again? Did you leave? Yeah. So after, yeah, I did. I shouldn't I lo- say like, got I sick of the UK. That's a, that's a harsh way to frame it. No, I feel, I feel like it's a good way to frame it. I, you, you can totally say that I'm from the UK. I love it. But like, yeah, I think I had got to that point. I, I love school. Like, it was so much fun. But then as soon as I finished, I was like, okay, where can I now go? But I also, again, have no money and loads of student debt. So we have, and I'm pretty sure as a Canadian, you can do it as well. They have like the working holiday visa. Yeah. Where you can like, yeah, yeah. So and I'm pretty sure, like, you Canadians can come to the UK and all the same places that I guess we have 
the ability to go as well. But it's basically just like a year or two years where yeah. you can go and work in another country, right? Pretty much within the Commonwealth, um, we can do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, I got a visa for Australia and then headed out to Australia. Nice. Where did you go in Australia? Yeah. Um, I traveled around a little bit, but majority of the time I was actually in Perth. And that's why I'm a bit sad that Mikey's not here because he's from Perth, right? Yeah, he is. And he would be thrilled to yeah. know that. Shit, I didn't know you were in Perth. Yeah. Yeah, he's I was from... there for a couple of years. Yeah, he's from Fremantle. No way. Fremantle's so nice. I used to live in Scarborough, which he'll know where that is, but um, Perth's so nice. It's such a beautiful place. It's such a beautiful place. The whole of Western Australia is like amazing. And I think often when people go, the common like things and route to do and like place to see is like the East Coast, but like the West Coast is unbelievable. Oh, it. I mean, again, I have a bias because I've done 40 episodes with Mikey who um, <laughs> has uh, gone uh, far and above to convince me that... Perth and the West Coast is the superior part of Australia to see. But uh, it's definitely the part I want to visit yeah. the most when I make my way over there eventually. Yeah, for sure. It is. It's amazing. That's it's awesome. It's a cool place. And it's just so beautiful. So beautiful. What were you doing in Perth? So, yeah. Um, so when, like, when I first got to Australia, I was actually at the top of um, Western Australia. I was working in a place called Broome. Um, which I'm sure Mikey will know. I've heard of Broome. Um, but it's basically like, a, have you heard of Broome? It's Ma- like a really small, t- I mean, it's very far from Perth. I think it's like a 20 hour drive. Yeah, it's way I up there. I might have completely got that wrong. But it's way, way up There's thousands of kilometers um, away, right? Yeah, thousands of kilometers. So yeah, I was there. It's like a small, really small, like I guess quite a little tourist town. Like I guess a lot of people visit from other parts of Australia. A lot of mining um, up there too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess like in a lot of different places, kind of up that way. There's, yeah, a lot of mining going on. Um, but they have, there's a like really famous beach there called Cable Beach, which is like this huge, expansive beach, which is just amazing. Um, I ended up working in a hotel selling camel tours, which is really fantastic. Camel tours? <laughs> but, yeah, so they have camels and they walk them on the beach and then the tourists like go on camel rides. Are camels natively from Australia? I'm going to say yes. I believe they are. Okay. I'm also not backing that up with science. All right. I, but I think, yeah. They do have camels um, in parts of Australia na- natively? They get I feel like I need to do a Google check on that. Okay. But I would say, I'm sure, yeah, they do. So, well, there's definitely camels in Broome. Sweet. I, I saw them. <laughs> I mean, it makes more sense if I actually think about it, but um, I just had never thought about it. Yeah. I guess neither would I, really, until I got there. And then I saw this job and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Camels. Yeah, cool. Aus- Australian feral camels. Yeah, there you go. So oh, I think they were, they were imported in the 19th century. So in the 1800s, they brought them over. But okay. there's wild feral camels. I guess they're, I guess not truly native, but. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and two, I by two thousand, a Google search. Don't look down the page. There's not there's not good headlines down there. Oh. <laughs> Talking about culling camels. That's not cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, that there's kind of the population got out of hand. Yeah. Who knew? But yeah, huh. there are camels there now. So maybe not natively, but did you have to care for the camels, camels at all? Or were you just selling the tours? Yeah, I was more selling the tours. I was kind of like right. on the desk. But then at night, we'd go out and kind of help, yeah. help them out with the, with the tours and stuff. Did you um, ever, did you ever give like, the camel tours? I didn't pay. No, no, no. We'd walk alongside, but no, I didn't have, didn't have the power. Okay. didn't have the camel knowledge. Like, I didn't even know if they were native to the country or not. Like, <laughs> I'd be useless leading this tour. Oh, geez. <laughs> so, you know, walk alongside, make sure they all stay in like a nice line and stuff. Cool. Um, but they, they spit a lot. Yeah. Spitty. Spitty animals. Yeah. But they're cool. For sure. That's so cool. Have you, have you ever ridden a camel? No. I think I've seen them maybe in like a zoo or something. But. Weird animals. You know. But cool animals. Yeah. Ooh. So up in Broom selling camel tours. That's so, that's awesome. Yeah, if you ever go to Western Australia, though, you should definitely visit that. It's, it's that, awesome. It's beautiful, Broom. Yeah, and it, so that's where you spent the majority of your time in in WA. Well, I was I was there for probably like five. Well, I was in WA probably for like two years. Okay, um, I was in Broom probably for like five six months. I was in Perth probably for the majority. Um, what was I doing when I was in Perth? I was working like loads of random odd jobs, to be honest. Um, and volunteering for Amnesty International WA. But making money kind of any way that I could with all random jobs. That's so cool. And um, Yeah. So then you kind of uh, lived out your work visa. And yeah, I did. I did. No, you didn't. You didn't want to go for a permanent residency in Oz or anything. I feel like I totally would have, but at the time, I was like, "How old am I? Oh my gosh, I don't know. Maybe like twenty three, twenty four. And I, I really wanted to like get a job that I was interested in, and I was kind of like bouncing around to different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but always wanted to kind of work like within the charity sector. Yeah. Um, and I was finding that I just like wasn't kind of getting what I wanted. And then a lot of people kind of advised towards getting a master's. And I took that advice. So yeah. I went back to the UK um, to actually do my master's because doing it as an international student in Australia was like, yeah. oh, expensive. So, yeah, so that's actually what took me back to the UK. Let's um, go back to school. You went back torture. to school? I did go back to school, yeah. So oh. I did I did my master's actually back in Manchester. Um, so I did get to experience Manchester University, which was really cool because you, like, grow up in a place, but then to be a student in a city is, like, quite different because mm-hmm. you're, I guess, mixing with people who aren't, from the city so they see it from a different perspective so it's mm-hmm. quite cool for sure so yeah cool that was good fun um 
before I switch topics here, I want to, I want to run a charity pitch to you because you worked in, um, you worked in the camel, you worked in the camel industry and you seem to have, um, a bit of a intuitive knowledge to discovering nude beaches. So you could do, um, start an operation up in broom and call it like camel toes. And it's, it's camel tours that lead to (laughs) to various nude beaches. Up the north coast is, of Western Australia. This is incredible. Yeah. Oh my god, I need to start seeing if what can yeah. I wonder if the domain's free. Hamiltoes.com. <laughs> Don't I feel like that if up. I put that into Google, it's not gonna come out with some nice things. Yeah, I'm gonna avoid doing that. I feel like that will be a parental control kind of search. It's just a pitch. I don't want to be doing that. But I like the idea. I'm down for it. Do you want a partner on it? I mean, I was just giving the idea to you. I don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not asking you to attend a nudist beach with me. <laughs> saying we could totally set this up as a business. For I feel sure. like there's got to be a market for it. Definitely. Definitely. We should talk, we should talk on this more. Okay. Yeah. After the pod. Um, yeah. Sweet. So... <laughs> Back to the UK. Uh, did your did your masters? What did you do your masters in? Um, I did my masters in international development. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like looking at um, development of like low income countries and uh, yeah, different aspects like that. Social development. I really enjoyed it. We it only our masters again. We just seem to have shorter education periods in the UK. I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, but masters, they only take what a year in the UK, which I believe they take two years here. Yeah, typically. Mm-hmm. I wonder what you guys are doing in the extra year or what we're missing out on. I don't know. I don't even have a bachelor's degree, let alone a master's. So um, I couldn't tell you. I've got quite a few friends with them, though. So I'll uh, I'll check in and report back. Yeah. What, what goes on in like the secret last year? I don't know. I think it's just a lot of developing and challenging a thesis. But yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. Cool. <laughs> so international development, and then um, you finish that up, and then uh, yeah. so had you been to Canada um, up until this point? You've you've been very international. You know, I've been to Canada once um, when I was, I'm going to say 13, um, and actually visited Montreal. Cool. And and it was, obviously, it's lovely. Um, I did some skiing, and I can't remember where it is now, but it was really nice where it was. When I was young, I don't really remember. But, yeah. Canada has always been like, it's always been somewhere that I've wanted to come and spend more time in for sure. And then I think like the older I got, I was like, be a place I could go and hang out in for a while. I feel like Canada is, is the choice of people and not, not to say you were old when you did it, but the people who'd done, who've done (laughs) a bit of traveling, get a little bit, a little older and then like, but like have some traveling under their belt and then choose Canada as like a longer term, as a longer term move. Do you think we need move. to be prepared before we get here? 
I don't think, I mean, financially for sure. I don't think Canada, it's, it's not a cheap place. So people are typically coming here on work visas rather than just traveling. Mm -hmm. For sure. My brother actually um, came over as well on a work visa and he spent some time in Whistler and like loved it, like fell completely in love with it. We've talked a lot about Whistler on this show. It is, um, yeah. I mean, f- over fifty percent of the workforce there alone is Australian. Plus, yeah. I don't know what the percentage is of people from. I mean, I'm sure with the UK, I bet you the UK would be like second on that list. Yeah, potentially, but, or like Aussies, Kiwis, and then Brits, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> it's a mainly international workforce out in Whistler. Yeah. No, I'd, l- I'd absolutely love to visit Whistler as well. Um, but I've heard it's like super expensive. Like yeah. Crazy expensive, I, yeah. I, I would say I would say you're you're good with visiting Whistler. Um, it It's very much a resort and you pay resort yeah. prices to do everything. Like mm-hmm. it's not even, it didn't even gain official township status until the Olympics in 2010. Um, so to do anything there, you know, you're paying to stay at a hotel or an Airbnb. There's one hostel, but it's a 15 minute drive out of town. Um, you know, all the activities to do there, you're paying vacation prices. Yeah. How far is Whistler from Vancouver then? About a two hour drive. Okay. So this is not a place you go and visit every weekend. I mean, people do it. People get their ski passes yeah. and they'll go up every weekend. Okay. Again, because being from the UK, like, I think we have this impression of like, if you live in Vancouver, then you're spending every weekend in Whistler, like skiing or boarding. So maybe this I mean, I'm not, again. but people so do it. it out. Do you board or ski? Um, I snowboarded at one point. I don't nice. anymore. Haven't. Yeah, in, you seem like a snowboarder. Okay. It's very cool. Yeah. You have to take advantage of it when you live in that part of the world, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I grew up snowboarding, but then uh, I kind of gave it up. No. I, I don't like I don't like the cold. I don't do well in it. You don't like the cold? No. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like you've maybe living in the wrong country if you don't like the cold. Well, I live in the best city within the wrong country if I don't like the cold. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. How cold does it get over there? Zero. Maybe minus five on the cold days. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Nah, we I barely get snow. Oh, well, there you go. It's because we live next but to the ocean. You get a lot of rain. A lot of rain. But you know what? So does Manchester. So it yeah. probably will feel like home for me. Rain's Definitely. a lot in Manchester as well. Yeah, we're a rainforest. We're a rainforest over here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. So Canada was on your radar then. Um, and, and did you move to Toronto just after, um, you'd finished up school then? Uh, no. So after school, I was working in a couple of different jobs. Um, I was in Sheffield for a little bit. I know that you mentioned your friends were there, (laughs) um, working at the university there. Um, and yeah, just doing a few different jobs. And then, yeah, it was about two and a half years ago, which I can't believe it's two and a half years I moved here. But I guess the last six months, almost 
have gone by in like a week because it's just been a very weird six months of this year. Yes, it um, has been. Yeah. So yeah, about two and a half years ago, ended up in Toronto. So was Toronto your choice? Um, like, was that the city you wanted to go? Or um, did you get a job here and then move to the city you had the job? Yeah, no. So again, like with Canada, you can get the working visa. So mm-hmm. I think um, me and another friend from back home were like, I think we'd been on a night out and the next morning we woke up pretty hungover and we were like, fancy a change. What, like, what can we do? Where can we go? Like Canada could be a good could be a good spot. Like maybe we should apply for our visas, see what Canada's saying. And then we did Google places to live in Canada. And the first thing that came up was that it rained a lot in Vancouver. So then we kind of went towards Toronto, which isn't good, I don't think, to base a decision like that off the first result on Google. But that's kind of what guided us to picking Toronto because we heard that it rained a lot. And we're from places where it rains a lot. Um, so, yeah. But, no, I, de- I didn't come with a job. Uh, I just basically landed and then tried to work it out from there, I guess. Cool. Oh, yeah. And what was yeah. what was your thoughts on Toronto then when you, ran- when you landed? So I, had, so, I had been to Toronto the year before, but just for five days. Mm-hmm. and I was like, I don't know if I was fully convinced, um, but then I actually, I was um, I was planning on coming to Canada, but not as quickly as when I landed, and it was kind of on the end of a bad breakup, like, wow, wow, like, how cliche, mm-hmm. but yeah, I landed here, so got here a bit quicker than I was expecting. When I first arrived, it was the 10th of January, and it was the year when, over New Year's Eve, they told everyone, like, don't go outside, basically, because you'll get frostbite straight away. Wow. So when I landed, I was like, hmm, okay, like, the rumors are true. And I was very unprepared with it in terms of, like, any outdoor I'm I'm smiling that you uh, that you landed in January because we have a bit of a track record on this show. I think close to 50% of our guests have came to Canada in January. And I guess because that's when, really? the chi- when the cheapest flights are. For sure. But, um, yeah, that is probably a big reason. But I think it's a good time to land because you're like kind of thrown into it and then it, it only gets better in Toronto. Like it gets sure. the summer, right? So it just gets warmer. You feel like you've kind of survived that winter or so you think until you then hit the next one where you live through a full winter and then you're like oh just from january was easier than i thought but now it feels much longer but no i think it's a good time to do it because yeah it's cold but then it gets warmer and you feel like you've achieved something you've lasted out the winter cool yeah no so that's hilarious yeah i think um yeah good good chunk of our guests arrived in in january that's funny. That's good. Maybe it's that like, you know, cliche January, new me, new yeah. country thing. People are like, right, let's get going. Oh, for sure. The holidays, like, you know, a holiday is a good excuse to kind of end a job just before the holidays and then 
start yeah. an international, you know. You spend like the, the time with your family that you have to, but then you realize why you're leaving them. <laughs> exactly. And then yeah. you're like, fuck it, I'm going abroad. So. Yeah, exactly. Bye, guys. See ya. See ya. Yep. Yeah. That's no, awesome. So, but I would, if you're going to come to Toronto, don't come in January. Please visit. No, I don't summer. plan on it. No, no. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, I'll probably end up in Toronto during the winter at some point and be as prepared sure. as hey, I can and it's be. Worth, yeah, and it's still worth doing it because it's cool. Like, especially for me coming from Manchester, mm-hmm. we've had, like, we, we have snow, but when I say we have snow, we have, like, four centimeters, if that, and everything grinds to a halt, and, like, all the schools close and all the public transport down and people are, like, buying baked beans in bulk and what's going to happen it's a dusting of snow and then you come here and it snows like the most insane amount i've ever seen oh yeah but then the next morning yeah the next morning everyone's just going about the business and like all the streets and the roads are cleared like what what who are these like how is this operating it just really showed me how pathetic we are back home when it comes to a bit of snow because everything kind of grinds to a halt Definitely. Like, and, and we, we hear that a lot too, is that, I mean, Canadians, if, if we can do one thing right, it's handle a winter, but. Oh, uh, it's impressive. And also that much snow is like amazing. Like it's good fun. Like you can actually do like snow based activities. It's not just like a sludgy gray mess of grit and a little bit of snow. It's like, you can actually go sledging and the other winter activities that I've not engaged in, but I know that you're meant to do. Yeah. It's okay. I don't do them either. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The other ones. Yep. We barely get snow snow here too. Snow angels for sure. Yeah. Snow angels. Yeah. You know, go up the mountain, ice skating. Do you ice skate? Ice skating. Yeah. I, I did try that one. Nice. That really surprised me because, like, can you ice skate? Um, no. Okay, but... Like, I you're can, Canadian, but... So, okay, so you can ice skate. Like, yeah. I think if you speak to other Canadians, you have this level of, like, are oh, you a professional ice skater? But I literally mean, can you ice skate? Because <laughs> I can't ice skate. And then I'll go down, and it seems like everyone is a professional ice skater. I don't know. Is that just a Canadian thing? A professional you just do it a ice lot skater. growing up? I think so. Well, I mean, it's a pretty common winter can, thing that people drag you to do. You can all skate backwards. I can't. Like, that blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, see? There are a couple of people doing that. I just feel like very casually people are really good at ice skating, which is, I mean, I get it if you're obviously living through the winters. Yeah. But, yeah, I can't stand up. That was a challenge. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Well, um, do you think you'll ever uh, live anywhere else in Canada besides um, besides Toronto? Um, potentially. Like, I was... I actually feel quite settled in Toronto, which I think feels weird for me to say out loud because I normally always get itchy feet and I want to go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, But I think a combination of like 
really enjoying work. Obviously, since you've come along, I mean, that's just a game changer. Why would I ever leave? <laughs> Working alongside you every day. All right. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I love the city. It's, I do. I really like it. But who knows? In the future, maybe. I mean, Vancouver's always on the radar. Montreal is incredible. I just would have to learn French again. Yeah. Which I tried to do in high school with not much success. So we'll see how that goes. Well, we'd love to have you in Vancouver, at least for a visit. Yeah, for sure. Maybe I'll start off with the visit and then make a decision. Yeah. That could be a good way to do it. We're always looking to expand out West here. Uh, I mean, with what we do for work. I mean, you know better than me. Yeah. We've been with the company longer. But um, yeah. And, that doesn't mean uh, I know better than you. Yeah. Well, Vancouver is... <laughs> I just need to have this job longer. <laughs> Vancouver is a great city. And um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I, think, uh, I, think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it out here. It's, um, it's a very different slice of Canada. And I think that people often have that takeaway that, you know... Vancouver is kind of an outlier from how we do things in a lot of the other parts of the country. Sure. I can't wait to visit. Can't wait. What's the best time to come? Is it the, is the, the it summer, summer right now? Yeah. It is summer. It's, it's light out till okay, 9 p.m. or later, and it's the sunniest Amazing. it ever is all year. Um, everything's, you know, well, typically pretty bustling. Uh, that's a little different this year. We have, you know, the, the sure. city's like second biggest industry is tourism. So it's full of cruise ships, full of all kinds of great stuff. I mean, maybe it's better this summer to visit, honestly, because there's less tourists. But Yeah, that's true. Are you allowed to get, can I, are you allowed to get on a plane now? I feel like, are you, we allowed to do that? I, I don't know. You can. It's just kind of frowned upon. I mean... We've okay. we've thought about going to Toronto as early as the end of August, but it's just not quite the safe thing to do yet. Yeah, just taking it as it comes. We actually, they announced today here that we're moving to stage three uh, on Friday. Oh, nice. So we're moving in the right direction. Yeah, nice. I don't know if that's the same as your stage three. I don't know. I guess maybe similar. I haven't looked into it. I know that our cases are actually slowly on the rise here again and people are getting a little more cautious about things. I certainly am. And the other thing I was actually yeah. going to ask you about um, now that we're kind of on the topic of this is you actually went home briefly. I did. I did. I in was the midst of back. everything. Yeah. Well, I feel like it was a couple of weeks ago. So I feel like it was, mm-hmm. I guess after the major peak. Um, but yeah, I did. I lost a, a family member, so I, I went back home. Um, but the experience Terribly of sorry about traveling. That. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks. It was it was good. I got to kind of go back and be with family. Um, but yeah, the experience of traveling in COVID was yeah. What was that interesting like? One, I guess. Um, it was. I guess it was different going both ways. So. The first difference was there was no direct flight from here back to Manchester, which there normally is. So you have to go via Amsterdam and then Amsterdam to Manchester. Via Amsterdam, Um, really, not London. Yeah. I mean, there may possibly have been 
one to London, but this is like affordable last minute. Yeah. was probably the one that came up. Um, but there wasn't any direct, I think now they have started to do direct flights again, um, but they weren't doing. So, but yeah, like the airport was obviously everyone's wearing masks. Mm-hmm. But apart from that, it seems, seems pretty normal-ish. I guess less people, you kind of glide through security, which is a good thing. Um, and then before you get on the plane, we're being shouted at to keep your two meters apart, which quickly felt just very arbitrary when you then get on the plane and the plane's full and you're sat next to people. I was going to say, they, did they <laughs> distance you on the plane at all? No? No. So it's like, That's I don't know, I guess there are rules that you're meant to be two meters apart. Is it just advice? Do they have to abide by it as airlines? I don't know. But I was, yeah, yeah I was completely surrounded by people. So you're like lining up and boarding with this massive distance, but then you're sat in a row of four people with another eight behind and in front. So everyone, you did have to wear a mask the whole time, but like the two gentlemen next to me, weren't into that so they wore it oh. around their neck for the flight and it's like I don't know it's one of those things isn't it like oh, I'm not the one that was going to say anything was it, do the air yeah. have to say anything air stewards have to say anything yeah who knows man that's crazy but but yeah it was an experience on the way back though I must say I flew back with Air Canada yeah. that was a whole different ball game they they got their shit together for sure they um they were giving out like packages of hand sanitizer and gloves and well, everything you'd need, and then the plane was very very empty. But yeah. I think that might have something to do with the borders. Uh, still, not a lot of people can get in here, right? So that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. um it's a tricky time with everything, and I think like the inconsistency, like you said, like the kind of difference between those two flights. It's part of the reason why I'm hesitant to go anywhere. I was actually supposed to fly to Calgary this coming weekend and decided to postpone slash cancel the trip just because, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it it was with air Canada, but when you can't, you know, foresee what's actually going to happen, it's just tough to make the call. It's a weird one because yeah, I don't think that there's any rule. Like I don't feel like one airline is doing it better than another airline. I feel like sometimes it's just they have to run certain routes and if there's not a lot of people traveling on them, then you'll have your space. But if they can sell the seat, then you're going to be on a full plane. Yeah. Which seems weird. Like you think there'd be some kind of, the government would have some kind of rules around what they can and can't do. But yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things. It's all a little bit gray area, right? It's like, do this or this is the advice but who knows but hopefully not long until we're all back on plane but I just feel that it's really optimistic I can't see it going back to normal anytime soon neither do I unfortunately but when it does party in Toronto right for sure it won't just be in a it won't just be an imagination that I've been to your apartment yeah, it won't be an imagination. You'll actually be here. And then we can really sit down and get to work on our business plan for uh, Camel Toes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> In person, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a bit of a brainstorming session. I think so. 
Yeah. yeah um, sure. Listeners, you can Google that. See if the see if the name's taken. I'm not sure. So that domain has to be taken. Oh, definitely, and without a doubt. Gonna be, it's not gonna. It's not gonna be something pretty. I'd say also all social media handles are also taken, and I, I can imagine so. Instagram isn't isn't something you yeah. want to take a look through either. Yeah, we might we might have to get like the .dot org or something because it's charity. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's true. Cool. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, Laura. This has been so fun. Yeah, no, it's so good to chat with you. I am sat on my bathroom floor. Yeah, like you it. mentioned that before we started recording. I wasn't going <laughs> to yeah. tell the listeners that that was your uh, recording Oh, no, conditions. tell them. I'm literally sat in front of my toilet. Yeah, I like. I live in a condo, right? So it's yeah. 700 square feet, if that. So my boyfriend's like in the one room that we have and then I guess this bathroom is, is the other room so I thought I'll just take this over yeah I feel like the acoustics are good or something or other no you Isn't sound great in bathroom yeah there you go cool. all down to the toilet yeah. yeah well um yeah again thank you so much um listeners out there if you want to uh pitch us your perverted charity ideas you can do so at uh, living a broadcast at gmail.com um or you can follow us on instagram we are at living a broadcast on instagram uh we're living abroad pod on you on uh, not youtube we don't have a youtube uh, on twitter uh but we don't use twitter at all um it's laying dormant for months and uh yeah, get at us however you uh, want to get at us. Mikey, I love you. So you can be there with this week. Um, Laura, thank you again. Yeah, thanks so much. It was great to chat. I'll see yeah. you tomorrow at work. Yeah, what absolutely. What a joy. <laughs> Just never ending. No, I know. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> and thank you for listening.